What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? Are you ready? This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we take you through the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From NXT to Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspective, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in the world of wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Here are your hosts, Sean McChesney and CJ Palmasano. All right, let's get to it. Episode number 25. 25. I, I usually stick <laughs> You had nothing there, I had you? nothing. It's been three weeks. It's been three weeks <laughs> of the Not tired. Another Wrestling Podcast. Sean McChesney. CJ Palmasano. We're your hosts. A lot to get to today. Like you said, CJ, we had uh, a few weeks off, most of that being my fault, not yours. Will we or um, won't we have part four right. of the freaking superstar shakeup? Well, in, in that's the case, maybe we should have just waited three weeks to record a podcast for the superstar shakeup reaction. We might as well. Because here we are this week, but again, we'll, we'll hit on that. We'll touch a little bit on... Uh, Becky Lynch a little bit later on in the program. We'll touch a little bit on John Moxley making his return to where we don't know, but the John Moxley character, aka Dean Ambrose, is back. He's Dean Ambrose is dead. Rest in peace, Dean Ambrose. John yes, Moxley has John Moxley has been resurrected. Yes, we're gonna talk about double or nothing as we are just about a little over a month away from or I'm sorry, actually like three weeks from double or nothing, actually. Yep, um, about a. Uh, Two weeks from Money in the Bank. Yeah, two weeks from Money in the Bank. We'll touch on some of the big matches that we now know of going into the pay-per-view. Just a disclaimer real quick. Uh, the week of Money in the Bank, we will not have an episode. I will be away on vacation. There will, won't be an episode. I apologize, but I have a life too, people. <laughs> we will post predictions We'll figure up. something out. Maybe even if we just want to do predictions on the side and then just update later, we'll figure it out. But we'll have something on social media for sure. Um, so we'll talk about some of the matches that are already confirmed for Money in the Bank. So, you know, some of the big ones, Kofi Kingston, Kevin Owens for the WWE title is confirmed. NXT news came out this week. Yeah. So we'll touch on that a little bit. But let's start with this beyond weird superstar shakeup. Now, when they brought the, when they, and let me just say this first. When they brought the draft back in 2016, that was a lot of fun. Oh, I love the draft. I love the draft. Then they changed it to superstar shakeup. I'm like, fine. They don't want to, you know, make a I huge deal out of it. I don't mind the name being changed. Because it's the same thing. And yeah, it's the same, pretty much the same thing. But I do like the fact that the rosters do get switched up after Mania. Yes. I like that a lot. And overall, I thought week one, aside of the tag division, and we'll get to that. I thought they did an okay job with some of the moves that they made. Well, in the beginning, Raw definitely got the better end of the stick. Right. They had Andrade come over to Raw. They had The Miz. Uh, AJ Styles, the big one that we had been saying for about a year now was going to happen, the and finally Usos did. Came to Raw. The Usos that we've been predicting, they came to Raw. The now Viking Raiders. AKA we'll the War Raiders. For those of you who. AKA the freaking 
fucking experience. <laughs> I was ready to have a whole rant prepared about how much I hate that name. And, ha- and I also hate that that's the name of their finisher, too. Right. But, but hey, it's good to see them up on the main roster. I try to look at the positives here. Well, I the really positive try. when it first happened was we heard the theme song, and I even said it to you. I was like, oh, this sounds familiar. Yeah. And then I see them come out, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like... What the F is that? Well, I was actually... We were texting each other, and I was watching Raw. I'd actually missed when they... I just sent you a bunch of laughing emojis. Yeah, I was like, they when, did not when, do that. When they when they debuted initially, <laughs> I thought, okay, so this is going to be Aleister Black and Ricochet, and who are their partners? Um, it was uh, uh, Ryder and Hawkins. Hawkins. Which isn't it sad that we forgot they're the tag champions? We were there when they won the titles. I forgot they were the tag champions. Yeah, and it was the week after that it happened, too. And then they faced... Uh, Feels like forever ago. They faced... Um, the revival and what I thought was going to be Gable and and, uh, rude. and rude, but then out of nowhere here come War Raiders, and I come back. I'm like, oh my god! I was getting food downstairs in my kitchen. I come back to my room like the War Raiders are on TV, and I had missed them. Announced them as Eric and Ivar the Viking right. Experience. Well, that part was one of the more shocking parts of the shakeup because again, you know, when we talked about when we did our NXT Takeover predictions, we thought, okay, Black and Ricochet, they're done NXT. The War Raiders will go over. They'll have their run NXT, and they still might. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they show up on Raw a week and a half after WrestleMania. And, we're and like, they're heels now. And they're heels now. So it's like, what's going on now? So are they heels in Raw, heels in NXT, are they faces in NXT. I don't mind the fact that they're heels. Because they are big dudes and they could pull off heel or babyface. Right. My whole issue was the damn name. Viking experience. Well, wasn't there a comment in one of those things where they said, why not the Viking Raiders? And you and I were like, oh, that would have been a this lot better. There's a bunch of Facebook groups and, yeah. and pages where they're like, Viking Raiders would be so much better. And <laughs> the reasoning behind why they changed formerly War Raiders to. Viking experience was because apparently Vince McMahon thinks the the word war is very barbaric. And he wonders why writers are quitting. Gee, isn't pro wrestling a little barbaric? You also have Ember Moon's nickname as the warrior warrior goddess. War is in the is in the word warrior. I mean, it's not forgetting once screwed over a Canadian hero in his hometown. I know, but <laughs> it's stuff like this that makes me question why I still watch WWE. And I have to remind myself, it's not because you're watching because of Vince McMahon. You're watching because you're fans of wrestlers, certain yes. wrestlers and teams and guys and girls. And they and you just want them to do a really good job. And they know they love pro wrestling. They changed the name from Viking Experience to the Viking Raiders, which I'm fine with. It's not great, but it's better than the Viking Experience. They made it seem like, oh, that's what they were the whole time. Sure, backtrack on that, but honestly, they can't just explain. Michael Cole can't just be like, well, the fans had such a backlash of this name, we're going to change it. No, it's better right. to just be like, yeah, they're the Viking Raiders. Right, just but go, just to, move forward and they're trying to get, But they're trying to get away with their finisher being called the Viking Experience. Right. Load of crap. Load of crap, indeed. So, yeah, but again, you know, besides the whole tag division thing, and, and again, we'll get to the differences between Raw and SmackDown. I thought day, or I'd say day one, week one of the shakeup, it wasn't that bad. And then you look at what SmackDown got. Finn Balor went. Oh, we forgot Joe went over to Raw, and the reason that he didn't go over right away well, is yeah, cause he because he was ill. He was he had the flu, so right. Joe, so Joe gets a pass, and that's that's fine. Right. So once, because when Balor went over to SmackDown, we're like, this doesn't make sense. And then the report came out he was sick. He'll be on Raw next week, and he was. Yeah. So Balor. Fine goes over to SmackDown. Roman Reigns goes over to SmackDown. Elias goes over to SmackDown. Bailey and Ember Moon to SmackDown. Kyrie Singh got called up. Kyrie Singh gets called up. She's going to team with Asuka, which I'm I'm okay with. I think the thing is is that as long as she comes out of that pirate ship next year. <laughs> yes, I think the thing is that that SmackDown got 
really stacked in their women's division, and Raw got really stacked in their tag division. Now, it was kind of the opposite for SmackDown, at least. SmackDown had a great tag division, and their Raw tag division was awful, but now they've tried to, oh, we had to fix that for Raw, but in so doing so, they have really, really hurt the SmackDown tag roster, because yep. now Jeff Hardy is, he has to go undergo leg surgery. They said six to nine months. He said six to nine months. It's possible that could be the truth. Yep. We don't know. But they did use it to put over Lars Sullivan, which I liked. Right. I liked. They said the reason why he was hurt is because he got injured because of Lars Sullivan. Right. Worked out in the storyline. Um, and but, he even said his knee has been bothering him for a while, too. Yeah. So they had to get this done at some point. So you look at the SmackDown Tag Division without the Hardys. You have Rusev and Nakamura, Heavy Machinery, who are not established enough. No. The B team just get thrown over because they need tag teams. And I thought to myself, I'm looking at the tag division. I'm like... You know, this is a perfect opportunity for Gallows and Anderson to really get a shot and show that they can still go. They might own this tag division this year. If you really think about it, no, they're not. I'm not saying I'm not saying right now it's going to happen, but Sean, they move them to Raw. They move them to Raw. Look at what Raw has: the Raiders. They have that's the, a good point. Viking Raiders. They have the Usos. They have the Revival. Like. The t- and now they have Gallows and Anderson. The tag division on Raw is stacked, but they that's the thing. And why, now people are just going to get you, lost in a shuffle. Why would you move Gallows and Anderson when there's really no opportunity for them to become the tag champions? Not or to mention, tag they program? moved them in week four of the shakeup. Yes. Why would you move them from SmackDown to Raw when SmackDown so badly needs ta- tag teams? You use them just so they can job to the Usos. I get wanting to make the Usos look strong, and you're trying to do a program between the Revival and the Usos, which I'm all for, but why are you... Again, you are... Suffer this tag team division is suffering. They split up Cesaro and Sheamus, which I was heartbroken by. But Cesaro getting a singles run on Raw, I'm all for. Well, Sheamus's career is on standby right now. That's why he, they did it. He is he is injured. I think he has a concussion injury. The concussion, the spinal stenosis thing is getting worse. So they're kind of they're making sure that he's. You I know, mean, he, he, again, it's on standby at this point. He yeah, might have so, to retire. So if that's the case, well, I hope not. Hope not, but that's if, why if that's they split the case, them up. If we get a Cesaro, I mean, we're getting a Cesaro singles push by all far. All for it. All for it. All for it. Um, what else was there? There was a tag team I was just thinking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, they split up yeah. Ricochet and Aleister Black. They did split up Ricochet another and Aleister Black, but I prefer that. I was going to say, I we've been saying that for weeks, stars. and now we have it. I prefer them to be single stars. Yeah. It kind of it's kind of wasted that they put all, invested all that time. They they never won the tag titles of either brand. Right. But they never lost. So again, true. Um, I can't I can't remember what that tag team was. That I was just thinking about. We have Rusev Nakamura on SmackDown. You have yeah. the B team. Jesus. Um, they split up Gable and Rude too. Yeah. But honestly, again, much better. I was actually thinking about this yesterday. SmackDown needs tag teams badly. If Shelton Benjamin is still on SmackDown. Put him and Gable back together. Yeah. I know Gable should thrive as a single star. He's incredible. If they give him the opportunity and they let them run with the ball, he will knock it out of the park, slam dunk it. He'll hit the two-point conversion. He'll do everything and more because Chad Gable is incredible. He's just so damn gifted. But for the sake of the tag division, putting him and Benjamin back together would not be the worst thing in the world because they were a really good tag team. 
Yeah. I wish, honestly, they, and, and it sucks that Jason Jordan had to retire, basically. Yeah. I'd love to see American Alpha come back together. I know, but Jordan was put in the creative team now, right? He's a backstage Yeah, he's man. a producer now. That's, that really sucks, because Jordan, I mean, granted, because towards the end, it was really working. Right. He was really getting over this whiny, annoying, that was the direction we're going, whiny, annoying right. heel. Uh, I mean, <coughs> you just you just look at the sad state of the tag division, and you really hope that it can thrive. And another thing I'm worried about is that they will bring up people from NXT that aren't ready. That I don't know, but aren't ready. But again, the Viking, uh, the War Raiders. I'm going to refer to them as War Raiders. Okay, I'm not going to refer to them as Viking Raiders. War Raiders was better. When the War Raiders were brought up randomly, it really hurt the NXT roster. Yeah. It really did. And not to mention as. Of this recording, I would assume they're still the NXT champions, right? Kayfabe, yes. Um, I was kind of, I'll kind of go into the NXT stuff later, but okay. briefly, they they vacated the NXT okay. titles. We'll get into more of the NXT stuff later. All right, fair. But um, just reviewing what's been going on the past few weeks, we should note on the positive stuff, right? We're getting AJ Styles and Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship at Money out the of Bank. the gate. By we're the way, we're getting it right so, out of the gate. We're getting it early. I mean, I think that is the biggest positive to look in the pile of crap. <laughs> the, the, the one diamond in the pile of crap that we are getting with this shakeup is Rollins versus AJ. The the card as of right now for Money in the Bank is Rollins and AJ, Roman and Elias, the Money in the Bank ma- ladder match for the men and the women, Kofi and Brian. I'm sorry, Kofi and Kevin Owens. And the Steel Cage match, Miz and Shane. Okay, yeah, so the card looks very good so far. I'm mean, interested for sure. I mean, you think about this is a match fans have been wanting for for years, right? Ever since AJ came, ever since AJ came to the, to the company, and I think the second one when, when we were there when Rollins came back, yeah, we were thinking like, oh my god, the the possibility of an AJ Styles Seth Rollins match, which they had the possibility to do before that draft that year, but then AJ turned heel a few weeks later, so then it was and then it was kind of just thrown out of the thrown out of the cards. Yeah, but. This, they had that, a two-week it, window. It doesn't necessarily. I mean, I wouldn't want it with no build or anything like no, that. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying. You, obviously, you want to build, but I'm saying you had that two-week period of AJ was a face and Rollins was the heel, and then two weeks later, AJ was the heel. They could have, but obviously, they wanted to plan AJ to right. And then by the time Seth turned, AJ was on SmackDown. Yeah, and, and they wanted AJ to really work with Cena, which which got over very well. Which, as of right now, I think is AJ's best program. Yeah, M- maybe his best program. His matches with Cena were, were probably the best. Yeah. Because you look at his SummerSlam 2016 match with him, and you're like, oh, they could never top that. And then at the Royal Rumble, they actually did. It's a matter of perspective. Opinion. Right. I kind of I kind of lean towards more of their SummerSlam match a little more. That's just my opinion. Um, but yeah, th- they, they were obviously looking to build AJ because they wanted him to be a, a key player, and they knew Cena was leaving for a while. Right. And as we know, Cena's like hardly ever there. Right. Um. These guys only had one match, and it was at an indie show, in like a in a VFW hall or like a high school gym. And I believe Seth was nineteen at the time too. Yeah, so AJ is like what 40, 41? 41, 42. 41. Rollins is about he's got to be like thirty four. Yeah. So AJ's about like eight or nine years older than him. About. So he's just a young kid. AJ had been killing it for a while. And he put him over after the match, and it's in it's in Rollins' documentary on the, on the twenty four, mm-hmm. and then on the network. And he said, "This kid's gonna be the future of the business one day." 
in my opinion, the, f- the top five best wrestlers in the world, and this is no order, are AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Kenny Omega, Kazuchika Okada, and Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. We're getting two of the best so soon, which we probably could have seen saved for WrestleMania. We probably could have saved for SummerSlam. But the fact that we're getting it so soon is a good thing. I'm glad they didn't just go with Baron Corbin because... Because what? Because because it's course. heel versus face, because and of course it yeah. is. Because Baron Corbin, for some reason, because like you said, when Brock Lesnar's not on the show, Baron Corbin main events Raw, and it's just mind-boggling why it's not Drew McIntyre. Right, his time's so, coming. I hope. How many matches would do you want to see? For well, actually, if we could, we could if see we had a series of matches, how many? How many matches? Do two or three? Well, let's see. We have Money in the Bank coming up. We're gonna have Extreme Rules after that. Extreme Extreme Rules will go first, or the the Saudi Arabia show goes first. Damn, uh, probably the Saudi show. Right, actually, Saudi show. I would assume they're gonna they're gonna do a twist, and I've heard reports about a million different things. So I'm not even gonna guarantee that you're gonna see Styles Rollins in Saudi Arabia. Might have something different. Maybe. Um, do you think could they could they do this book this all the way to SummerSlam? I don't think so. Not a face versus face. It's like Roman and, and AJ all over again. I thought that their series of two matches was just fine. You're not gonna have because put it this way. I don't think you're gonna have AJ win the belt. In this series of matches. I really don't. I think here's, Seth is carrying this belt. Here's what I would do. As I'd say two at best. As, yeah. Two matches. Rollins. I say give let, let Rollins hold the title till next year's WrestleMania. Oh, that long? Let him hold it for that long. If he, I don't know if he'll beat Lesnar's record at that point. I think he will. Lesnar's record would have been WrestleMania to... Was it two? SummerSlam, so that's a year and a half. He beat, he won the title from Goldberg at 33. Right. Held it till SummerSlam the following year. So that's... No, he wouldn't beat Lesnar's title. No, not even close. But anyway, that doesn't matter. He, he would make one full year, but... Let him hold the title for a year. He'd still need about let four more months. Let him hold the title for a year. The Royal Rumble next year, have AJ win it. Let Rollins and AJ main event Mania next year. Yeah. And I mean main event Mania next year. You could do that, or you could do Becky and Ronda. Which, I think moving on to the women, what are your thoughts on what they're doing with Becky Lynch right now? Uh, you see, we talked about this off mic. I don't think, and don't get me wrong, Becky is starting to lose steam a little bit. Maybe That's, that's the programming in general. Right, and, and you know, could look at it both ways. I blame more the programming side. And I think the programming yeah. overall is losing steam. Because, again, we said it before we started this. Normally, you pick up steam after WrestleMania. They've lost steam. The, the record, the, the, the Raw and SmackDown the after ratings Mania's, are low. The Raw and SmackDown after Mania's were bad. Bad. Compared to the ones we've had in the past few years. The shakeups were better. And, I mean, the first shakeup, not the eighth shakeup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, they hit record lows this week, both on Raw and SmackDown. The programming has not been good. And, yes, it's interesting to see... If people in different places like we got Bailey and Becky Lynch this week that was awesome you knew who was going to win mm-hmm. you know you had Bailey and uh, Charlotte Flair last week for the number one contendership well you knew how who was that winning that one Bailey should have won that Speaking one of which I would actually and I would do Bailey versus Charlotte next year at Mania that'd be nice build Bailey as like she did in NXT I really feel like this is a new it's a new chapter for her it's a it's a n- new show she can really Get her feet wet in SmackDown and just... It's a new opportunity. New opportunity and just be the Bailey she was in NXT. Absolutely. And go and go and and have her moment, her proper 
title win moment at WrestleMania being right. Charlotte. But back to Becky Lynch. I mean, yes, I think the programming has gotten a little stale with her. And again, not so much of our own fault. I blame that more on the, the writers, really. Yeah. Because, again, you know, you capitalize on this momentous win at WrestleMania, and they haven't. So I really think, I mean... Lacey Evans is a surprise. I'm curious for this match, for mm-hmm. sure, because it's different. And and point blank, for example, we're getting Charlotte Flair and Becky again. Not that I really complain because they always put on great matches, but yeah. how many times are we going to see it? Lacey Evans is a fresh new face. One of her first matches in the company is for the Raw Women's Championship against Becky Lynch. It's a it's a new thing. You know, there are reports saying that, the, that whoever gets the win, it could go either way. So, yeah, I'm curious for the match, absolutely. What I honestly you... think that match will be more interesting than Charlotte and Becky. Well, how long? Wow. How long? From an interesting standpoint. Yeah. How long do you really expect them to keep up the whole Becky Two Belts thing? Because Money in the Bank. She's going to lose one of them. You think she'll lose one of them? She's, I think she's going to drop the Raw title to Lacey Evans. I do. Wow. And she'll keep the SmackDown title. And we talked about this before. You said that there are people saying, oh, that she'll get a pop. She's not getting a pop, but she's definitely getting but here, the surprise the factor. I think it would be smart to put to keep Becky on SmackDown with, with SmackDown going to Fox I agree. later this year. And that's probably what they're setting up to do. But Becky is the biggest star of the women's division. Ronda's not coming back for a while. If you take Becky out of the raw equation, you have Dana Brooke, Natalia, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Lacey Evans, and then you have... I don't even know where the hell Mickey James is. I think she's still on. She's on SmackDown. She's on SmackDown now. Yeah, you see, and that's Ru- Ru- in- Ruby Riot and Sarah Sarah Logan, but they're not doing anything with them. They split with the Riot Squad. Right. Sm- uh, Liv Morgan's on her own now, and they haven't done anything with her yet. Um, well, because she then, just got then, done filming Total Divas in and Hawaii. Then supposedly, you have Sasha Banks waiting to come back and win in the bank. Let me ask you this real quick, and not not really to get off topic, but I had a conversation at work with um, with uh, one of those uh, hosts that we know the other night, and. It was an interesting point that he brought up. If Sasha comes back and they capitalize on this gigantic possible heel run that they can have with her, would you be, because we've had this conversation before that we wouldn't be into Bailey Sasha again, would you be into it now? If we were able to capitalize on Bailey and Sasha going into next year's WrestleMania. Now you think about it here. That depends if, because. I don't know. I really think they sh- Bailey and Sasha should just go, just stay away from each other for a long time because the way they've just completely ruined that story on the main roster, I just don't want to see them face it off for, for, a, for a long, long time. I think the I only think- way it can work is, like I said, if she comes back, they're going to capitalize on the fact that people are not happy with her. She can make it... Literally, we can get NXT heel Sasha all over again, mm-hmm. eventually win the Women's Championship. The only thing that concerns me with that, and obviously, Bayley, we get the big win at Mania, is trust. Now, all of a sudden, because you, you, know, you remember with all the backstage reports, she wasn't happy that the... Um, the Iconics were going over at WrestleMania. You know, she threw a fit on that. Is she going to throw a fit again if she's got to drop the Not women's title? Not necessarily mad at the Iconics, but just... Mad in general. Mad in general. She, she was mad that they had to drop the belts to the Iconics. Should have said that. Um, okay. Not mad at the Iconics in general, just mad at the situation. But yeah. again, it comes down to a trust issue at this point now. The, the thing is with Sasha is that you can look at this a bunch of different ways because we've talked about, and we posted on our Twitter page of the poll of what do you think would be a good idea do you, of her turning heel and she wins money in the bank or she doesn't win money in the bank, she just turns heel. 
I've talked with my uh, my good friend, my good buddy Joe, who listens to this podcast every week. Um, he says, I think she should absolutely come back as a heel, but you should not reward her for, for bad behavior, for stomp, stomp, slamming, and throwing a, you know, a temper tantrum. Whereas my thing is, yeah, that makes it a bad example. But I said this, I actually said it on Twitter too. I think Sasha coming back, winning the Money in the Bank briefcase, coming back as a heel is a good idea. It's I agree. A, I think it's a great idea because... I've talked about on this show before how nobody really has a whole lot of heel heat. People are already turned off by Sasha and they're already really pissed at Sasha because she's acting this way. Why not capitalize yep. that on TV? People, they hardly capitalize on anything anymore. And honestly, I mean, the, not, and I don't mean to cut you off, does it suck to reward a person like that? Yes. Is she going to draw you the most money in this case? Yep. And that's why you should do it. Because the Sasha needs to stay on Raw, first of all. She needs to stay on Raw. They really need to capitalize on this because, I mean, Alexa Bliss right now is, is she heel? Is she baby I don't even know. We don't even know. I won't be able to take her seriously if she wins the money in the bank again. I'm sorry. Not, not the way her character is going right now. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Alexa Bliss, but Sasha Banks winning money in the bank, her just being a complete heel, just, you know... Again, capitalize on this opportunity. They capitalized it on it with Nia Jax, who hurts people all the time when she gets, and she botches move all the time, and they capitalize on that for her to be a heel to feud with Ronda when she hurt Becky before Survivor Series. I don't see why you can't do the same thing. I agree. And again, it, it, you know, your buddy makes a good point. Why reward people like that? Because you can capitalize on a fantastic story. And you could make the argument of yes. There are probably a lot of other people who could use it and maybe benefit from it more. But at the end of the day, it's about garnering a reaction. It's about getting sympathy on a baby face, getting heat on a heel. You have to try and capitalize on, on opportunities, and that's just something they haven't done for so long for whatever reason. I right. don't understand. Maybe it's a matter of Vince not understanding the way wrestlers are nowadays. That could be a point of it. Well, you know, it, this goes back to the CM Punk, uh, Cole Cabana podcast. He said it then, and it's true now. He's out of touch. Plain and simple. He doesn't understand. You make a good point. He doesn't understand how the wrestlers think now. He doesn't understand, you know, motives. He doesn't understand storylines as well as he used to anymore. It's not the Attitude Era anymore. Like, this is a brand new thing now. Um... So, yeah, I mean, when it comes to the Sasha situation and, you know, we'll get to the whole Fox thing, too, because it's almost the same thing when it comes to, well, Raw is supposed to be your big show, but SmackDown's moving to Fox. You're kind of in the middle of who needs to go where, where the biggest storylines need to be. And Which I think is you why the same I was thing not surprised Sasha. Roman went to SmackDown. I knew he was going to SmackDown, and I won't be surprised if Brock Lesnar's right behind him. I really hope not. I just want Brock to go away. Forever, from everything. Well, if the reports are true, he's going to retire in a year. I hope so. I so. really hope so. I really hope he just goes away. He's made enough. Are we going to have the uh, the career threatening match against Matt Riddle, and Matt Riddle actually wins? Honestly, I would lose my mind. We're not, we'd Matt have to go to Tampa next year to see it. I'm. Already, I already want to go to Tampa. I'm already talking to my friend, my buddy Joe, who lives outside of Tampa. We're talking about it. Nothing serious, but we've entertained the idea. Right. But seriously, Matt Riddle beating Brock Lesnar, retiring Brock Lesnar, that's a huge rub for Matt Riddle. Yeah. Huge. 
And I'm a big Matt Riddle fan. I would, I would love to just... Paul Heyman's going to go down to NXT and go get him. He's going to be like, Brock wants to face you. I doubt that. He'll, no, probably, he'll probably get... He'll get called up I, before that. I would just... Well, you never know <laughs> with the way things are nowadays. Right. Matt Riddle could get called up next week. So hey. when it comes to the money in the bank in general, um, so we'll, we'll keep moving on with the money in the bank topic. Yeah. Um, and then we'll get to Kofi and KO in a second. And that story, which I'm already invested in. It's very good. Exactly. Very good. When it comes to the money in the bank with the men and the women, who do you think benefits it the most and why? Like potential winners? Who, who do you think needs to win this match? For each one? Um... For me, for the men, Drew McIntyre needs to win it. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre badly, so badly needs to win the Money in the Bank ladder match because he's really lost a lot of steam. He's lost a lot of momentum. And I'm I'm excited for AJ and Rollins, but apparently the original report was that they wanted to do McIntyre and Rollins, but I did not want to see McIntyre lose to Rollins because Rollins is not going to lose his first title defense. Yeah. I think McIntyre would do great things with a briefcase. I think he would be absolutely brilliant. Another person who would really benefit from it, which I could probably see him winning it more than McIntyre, is Andrade. Yeah. He would do really great. That was my pick. He would do really great things with the briefcase, Especially on SmackDown, too. Which, the reason why he was moved over there is because Fox wants more Latino stars. Right. And Black was moved over there because Vega was moved back, and they are trying to keep... They're trying to keep couples together now. Which is the exact opposite of 10 years ago. Yeah. They didn't didn't care if you were... Married or together Now they're trying to keep Everyone together Which I guess is, is nice And sympathetic Whatever They're trying to keep The morale happy For you know For, for making people Not wanting to leave Yeah We'll get to that much. later like, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah My thing is Someone who really Needs it the most Is um, Drew McIntyre Because Andrade could still Do a program with Finn Afterwards And uh, for the Like the Until like maybe SummerSlam Yeah If you with the IC title Which Give me that And then Drew can cash in At SummerSlam um, I don't know if Drew would cash in on SummerSlam. I mean, Drew could hold. Uh, I would if I, if my theory of I want AJ and Rollins to feud for, well, not feud for, but to make it to Mania next year with the Universal Championship. I would want McIntyre to hold it to at least after Mania next year. So you, this would be one of those long things like a, a Dolph Ziggler long, or an Edge yes, sort of thing where yes, you're holding it for a long, months. A long time. A long, long All right. time. All right. You see, that's curious too, and because like. Especially because when when you when it comes to somebody like a Dolph Ziggler or an Edge who did it, and even like Carmella a few years ago, where it's like, you know, they have the briefcase, but when it's time to catch it, you almost forgot that they have it. That's the thing, though, and that's another thing with the money that my briefcase is that it, even if you don't have much plans for them, you know they're going to do something with them later on. Yep. Um, it's almost like just be patient. I think because McIntyre is also a bigger guy, they may not have him hold the briefcase for so long. Um, I mean, look at Strowman last year; they had him win it, and he really didn't need it. Like, Balor needed that last year. Right. Or Bobby Roode needed that last year. Which, going on to the participants, um, you have Ricochet, McIntyre, Corbin, and Strowman from Raw, Ali, Balor, Andrade, and Randy Orton from SmackDown. Randy Orton does not need to be in this match. No, I think he's just and I think he's just in it for just cool, flashy moves, and then somebody power. will get one at the end. Star power. Get maybe, invested maybe, in the match. Maybe, like, people, like, the... The more high flying guys go right. for, for finishers. Or You're going to see crazy. Ricochet do some sort of back f- backwards crap and land on an RKO. I'm pro- let's. I'm probably going to. We're probably going to get Ricochet doing a moonsault off the ladder 
and Randy hits him with an RKO yes. right there. Like that's that's why he's in crazy, this match. And the, like that. and the heel, I'm have more experience than everybody in here. I'm gonna or win Ali, this, this, that. Or Ali doing an inverted four fifty from top of the line. Into an RKO. Into an RKO. Someone's gonna do a shooting star which, into which an RKO. That, with, with Orton, you might see all that in a span of two minutes. You could. But with or, for Orton, I really don't mind. Um Corbin I just <coughs> He's in it for heat. He's like I guess so, but really I don't I don't want to see him in this match. And Strowman I really don't want to see in this match. Be- right. But I think the reasoning for Strowman is because, again, you need a star power. You star guy. power. He can go but off the fact he won it last year. Two people who really, I think, should be in this match and are not are na- the now renamed Robert Roode and Sami Zayn. Yeah. Sami Zayn, I've been saying uh, to you over text messages and conversations that I currently he's my favorite heel. I love the promos he's cutting. It's It's simple stuff, but the way he delivers them is just... Absolutely incredible. I agree. But right now, it's... I'm still if, waiting on that one person to call him out. But if if they don't do something soon, it's just going to be... It's going to get stale. It's going to get stale. It's going to just yep. be rambling and just... Like, the same you thing need over something like this week or next week at the max, a big face to get in his face. And I mean face, good guy, get in his face and start a rivalry with him. I don't know... And defend the fans. I don't know who necessarily could be that person, but... I, mean, I was going to say Kevin Owens, but yeah, we'll you know, get into that. <laughs> but Robert Roode beat Ricochet the week prior, and Ricochet got in the match. And Ricochet's in the match. Honestly, if we're talking about people outside the match, Robert Roode should really be in Well, there's just living proof that wins, wins sh- and losses don't sh- matter. <laughs> yeah, okay. And he and he should hold on to the briefcase. Really, he is my he would be my ideal pick for, to hold the Money Bank briefcase if I could choose somebody, regardless who was in the match. Right. Um, for the women... Oh, I hear some rain. Outside. We apologize if you hear rain. Good thing I brought a hoodie. Yeah. Um, for the women, I My just, car needed I, wash I, anyway. I just I just see Dana Brooke getting beaten up by Sasha Banks, or she just gets beaten up backstage, and then Sasha takes her place. You think that's that's where they're leaning with this? Because why else would they have Dana Brooke in this match? I've heard a lot of things that they're not pushing her for a title, but they're going to give her a push for a few matches. For I've them. heard. I've heard. So that's why. That's for why for me, I've her being that. in this match makes sense. But, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Sasha attacking and getting in the match and then win it. Um, if I'm picking right off the bat right now, who's in it, who's going to win? I think it's got to be Bailey. If you would think, Bailey could be good. I think she. I think there's a lot that she could do with that briefcase. Again, I. I mean, a money in the bank briefcase does typically benefit a heel better. Right. But I could see Bailey going after the briefcase and Sasha knocking her over. And then again, separating those two for a while before you actually get a Bailey and proper Bailey and Sasha program. Here's what I am curious about, though. Let's say Becky does make it out of Money in the Bank with both titles, and maybe she holds on to them for a bit. If someone tries to cash in, is it for both? Is it for one of them? Do they, they got to choose? Have, I mean, I would think they'd have to choose because again, Becky. Does it depend Becky's on which the, on which roster they're on? I would assume that if Sasha is on Raw. And Becky's there with both belts. Let's say Becky defends the title against Lacey Evans on Raw. After the match, Sasha attacks her, and she cashed in her title. She's cashing in for the Raw Women's Championship. I would think so, but you also got to remember the briefcases aren't brand-specific. I mean, even though that they only cash them on separate brands, it never says you're challenging for the Universal or the WWE Championship it, or the it Women's says the, Championship. It says the choice of their championship. Choice of the champion. It's back think, to how it used to be. But I would think to make sense if, let's say, if Ra- Sasha Banks is on Raw, Becky's as the Raw Women's Champion, with this also SmackDown Women's Champion. 
it would make sense for Sasha to win the Raw belt fair. and not be on Raw with the blue belt. Right. Um, I think moving, Colors. I think moving on real quickly, it's something that I really, really want to discuss. Bray Wyatt's new character. Oh, my God. Yowie, wowie. You don't like it? I, I'm still trying to get used to it. Dude, that first vignette. The first it, vignette was funny. The I'll first give it that. vignette was great. And then he had heel and... Oh, what was the other, his other glove? Heel like H-E... E H E A L like yeah. healing, and the other heal and hurt. Right, heal and hurt. Wait, did like, you see the tweet that he sent to Randy Orton? Yeah, that was, was funny. You and never or- even said Orton's sorry. Re- Orton's response this morning. You see that? I didn't see it actually. I think he said you paid uh, the production team two million dollars to project bugs onto the screen. <laughs> what was I supposed to do? <laughs> F out of here, Tra- and they tagged Trailer Park Boys. Uh, Randy Bobandi out. You paid the production team two million dollars. <laughs> yeah, and that was a weird match. Anyway, you may continue. Was, but I real this is like a demented like Mr. Rogers, Steve from Blues Clues, because ah uh, Steve, I, I just I'm really really excited about this. You know what um, I'm excited for? I'm excited for him to get in the ring. And yeah. see what this character does in the ring. But the thing, Bray is great in the ring, but the thing is, he is so great at getting a character over. Well, no, no, no. I know he's great in the ring. I'm curious to see what this character looks like in an arena full of 15,000 people. What is he going to do they, when he gets in that ring? The the nice touch they had in this week's uh, vignette was, like, he's painting his feelings, and he's painted, like, his house being right. burned down. And they had a new little character called Rambling Rabbit, which I think is kind of the poke fun at how... He would ramble on his promos, right? A bunch of nonsense. Like when you I've, think about this character, like it's it's like like you said, it's a demented version of Mister Rogers and Steve from Blues Clues or whatever. And some people are probably like, "Oh, he's gonna get in the ring and be a fun loving dude." What if he gets in that ring and is ten times worse than Bray Wyatt ever was? I don't know. That's but the, what but I'm curious about. Thing, and that's why and that's why I'm interested in because this. the thing is. His demeanor is like, you know, he's supposed to be fun and caring and like, you know, like, like, you know, hello neighbor and all that crap. But they show the little elements of just really sadistic stuff. Right. Like Like, the word word of the day is sociopath. Right. Like, like what if he gets in the ring for the first time is the exact opposite. That's why I'm interested in this. I am. Because I just want to be like, you know, I have all the faith. Sorry. I have all the faith in the world and Bray. (laughs) I'm just worried about the creative. Yes. Dave. Like, for me, I'm like, get the vignettes out of the way, and let's see what he is, what's he like in the ring, honestly. I... Because that's, that's what I'm most curious about at the moment. I want to know what happens when he gets in full people. Right now, I want him to go to SmackDown. Because as much as there are pretty big stars on SmackDown with Roman and Aleister Black and Finn and Orton, um, I really feel like he should go to SmackDown. Because yeah. Raw has plenty of guys plenty of good guys that they can use. I think Bray would be benefit mostly on SmackDown. Right. It's a matter of what Fox will think of the character and then maybe they'll just move, randomly move him to Raw, but we'll see about that. Um, yeah. Right now, um, two week, uh, a few weeks in, Bray Wyatt's new character, I'm all for it. All right. Loving it. And again, I mean, it's an interesting character. I'm very interested to see what happens when it's not a vignette anymore and he's in the ring and are we going to get that nice, fun-loving character or are we going to get, like you said, those little signs of him being a sadistic... Bit of both. You know what? A maybe a both. little bit of both or maybe we get a completely 10 times more sadistic side of Bray Wyatt than we've ever seen before the minute he debuts this character inside the ring. Yeah. Only time will tell. But again, I... I am interested. They have my attention, and that's all that matters. Briefly, last thing to hit on with WWE, I think we need to talk about um, 
with uh, what's going on at NXT at the moment. Right. The episodes that we talked about last with the the uneasiness and the not seeing so eye to eye in the Undisputed Era happened. The way it was presented, it really wasn't that big of a deal when Cole accidentally super kicked Strong in Gargano's match with him, which right. was excellent match, by the way. Um, we now have Kushida made his debut la- uh, as of this recording last night mm-hmm. against Cassius Ono, and he won. Uh, he's going to be uh, going against Drew Gulak. Candice LeRae had a match, and Shayna Baszler came and attacked her, and Io Shirai made the save. I would. I hope they're not really leaning toward a triple threat match. I would rather see a just a one on one Io Shirai and Shayna Baszler match. And War Raiders vacated the titles. They asked William Regal to vacate the titles, but then before Regal could say anything, the Street Profits came out. And they said they want a tag title match later that night. They got it. Um, War, War Raiders won by DQ because uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch got involved, and then Undisputed Era got involved. So. Regal announced, uh, and uh, Forgotten Sons. Sorry, Forgotten Sons. So Regal announced a fatal four-way tag match for the vacant NXT tag titles. Era, Forgotten Sons, Street Profits, Burton Lurkin, which their tag team name is One and Two. Right. Or One Two. I don't know. You know, because one goes with number one, the other one's the number two. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, that that should be a lot of fun. Uh, and they also confirmed Cole Gargano 2 for the next takeover. Right, which I heard reports is going to be in Atlanta. I don't yeah. I don't have a confirmed source, but I did read that today that that's where it's going to be. I think our good friend Brad Shepard said that. Is that what Brad said? I think our good friend. Then I guess we could say it. I, I think it's him. Pretty sure okay, it's him. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, I think all signs are pointing towards a positive next NXT takeover. I mean, mm-hmm. when are they not? I mean, positive it's, it's, signs. It's NXT. They're going to hit it out of the park every single time. WWE is going to be on their knees begging, how can we do this better? And they never can. Even though Mania actually wasn't that bad, still TakeOver was way better. We should get in briefly into Kofi and, and, and yes. uh, Kevin Owens. We keep saying we keep going to get into it, but, he, but we I'm, don't. I, number one, I'm curious with this, but I need to ask you a question. Do you think that Kevin Owens' heel turn was meant for Big E at this time? No. I think it was meant to continue for Daniel Bryan, which what I heard, which by the way with Daniel Bryan... Last one we recorded, uh, we didn't know what was going on with him in the past few weeks. It was a very scary thing that he could have been... He, he was injured. We still don't know what the injury is, but the good news is that he reportedly, from Meltzer, that he was backstage at SmackDown. He has been cleared, and he will be back on TV very soon. Right, within the next week or two. Week I or think two. they were saying back and neck issues. But, of course, with the I whole... Heard, I heard nothing. Very close to the chat. I think I heard back and neck, which, of course, you know, the career-threatening injury, they don't want to take any precaution. That's what we were, Neck, concussions. Right. Very worried. So, uh, yeah, WWE's cleared him. He'll be back on TV in a few weeks, which is great. Do we see Brian getting involved in the Kofi Brian story? Uh, Kofi, uh, Kevin Owens story? No. Where you, Actually... I mean, where do you? where else do you put him in, though? Maybe then, maybe now I'm thinking about it. I mean, I, could, I mean, we won't. If that's the case, we won't see Brian until Money in the Bank. Because my thing is, you could insert Brian into the match for a triple threat. Kofi can win, and then you can continue the story between Kevin Owens and Kobe Kingston. You could do that, but then, like you said, where do you put Brian after that? You can figure it out. I mean, you could. Well, you then, could you, Brian, then I guess you could you say you could put, figure it out put, beforehand. You could put Brian against Balor. I guess. You could put Brian against uh, Brian Balor. Sign me up. Yeah, Brian and Balor for the AC title. That's another good one. I, I'd be fine with that. Um, Alistair Black? Maybe. But yeah, if that's the case, I don't think we'll see Brian until Money in the Bank at the very least. If we're going to do something like that. If he's and I'm be- saying if he gets involved. If he gets involved in a match. 
He could. I could see him getting involved in the match and then setting up a triple threat for the following pay per view. Right. That could be another thing. That could be your Saudi Arabia match. Probably. Yeah. So that way you can have either maybe the finale against Kevin Owens or the match leading into SummerSlam and Extreme Rules, and then you could do something big with that, like a steel cage or a last man standing sort of thing. It was shocking to see Kevin Owens turn heel so soon, but you knew that it was coming. You knew it was coming at some point. Right. Um. Biggie getting hurt, tearing his ACL. Um, let's see, he's going to be out for a while. Yeah. Unfortunately, with New Day being involved, I honestly think if Biggie didn't get hurt, the New Day would be the front runners for the tag titles. Kofi, I'm sorry, uh, E and Woods would have held those titles. New Day would have had all the gold. They probably would have had the championships by now. Or they at prob- least by Money in the Bank, they would. They could have been feuding with the Hardys. Yeah. Could have been. But we, but we won't know. And we we'll hope big, we hope Biggie gets a, a speedy recovery, a health a healthy recovery, and he comes back as, as soon as he can. Yep. Um, but Kofi and Kevin Owens, something I'm very interested in that segment he had when he had Woods and E on the on the programming as their action figures. Yeah. My God! Uh, another thing, Kevin Owens and the is, Twitter is, wars have been great too. Oh, he's. Back as a savage on Twitter. Yep. Oh, my God. What he said to that dude who was at SmackDown? He's like, oh, you hurt my feelings sort of thing. It was something along those lines. Yeah. Some d- when oh, no, no. He was like, oh, I'm so scared. Yeah. that. Uh, yeah, you and your, to- you and your toy you belt. belt. <laughs> yeah. Great job, pal. Because some, some fan who had a replica title belt, Kevin Owens had ran to the crowd when Kofi was trying to, get, trying to go after him. He was yelling at him on Twitter. He's yelling at him in the crowd. Then he go tries to go call him out on Twitter. Kevin Owens, the real Kevin Owens, my favorite Kevin Owens, is back. The the slimy, dirty, just well, because for a while, even with the New Day be. character, it's like the face was okay in the beginning with Brian at Fastlane. He was okay. kind of supposed to be like a Dusty Rhodes, right? And know? then when the, he got the every the, man, and then when he got in the New Day thing, we're kind of like, wow. Do you remember five years ago in his debut when Sami Zayn won the NXT title and he beat the crap out of him after he did it? How much heat he got? Where is that Kevin Owens? And then a week later, he shows up again. Again, I think it was abrupt because they weren't sure what was going on with Brian, right? But regardless. I'm, very, I'm happy with I'm it. Very happy with it. Because you know very what, Kevin Owens is one of those guys where it's like, hey, listen, I know it's last minute, but we need you to turn heel tonight. You got it, and I'll have heat, and it'll be the best thing you've ever seen. And, and he did. And he's so much better as a heel. Absolutely. So much better as a heel. I don't mind him as a face as long as they book him right, which they haven't after Fastlane at all. Mm. They've only I, maybe they've been he leading wasn't even into on this WrestleMania. Right? Maybe they were leading into this the whole time. We're not sure, but and it's really hard to lean into something when he's just not on the program at all. Yeah. But. I digress. But maybe this was their plan the whole time. And now they, you know, it might have felt rushed, but he executed it perfectly. And now we're in for a good title match. Story-wise, this is the best uh, program for me. Match-wise, I'm most excited for Rollins and AJ. Yeah. But program-wise, it's this match. Yeah. For the build storytelling, it's for sure Owens and Kofi. Absolutely. So why don't we shift from WWE for a second? Let's go, not to AEW just yet, but we're kind of in the in-between here. Dean Ambrose is dead. John Moxley is back. He's resurrected. He is resurrected. There was a, uh, for those of you who don't know, there was a hype video released on then Dean Ambrose's Twitter, now John Moxley's Twitter. Um, just really, I guess, about him. I really can't describe it, but it's basically reintroducing the John Moxley character. He was breaking out of a prison cell, which means he's escaping WWE. WWE, the clutches of the hokey character, and he's finally going. He looks like he's going to be going back to doing what he wants to do. Right, and he was running away from the hounds, hence getting away from the shield. Running away from that big dog. Right. (laughs) So, 
there were there were a, a few references to all elite wrestling in this. The uh, the number twenty five, not the actual number, but yeah. the uh, what we call it, Ital- Roman numerals, not Roman numerals. Ah, uh, chalk up things. You know what I mean. You know what I'm talking about. If you saw the movie, <laughs> the video. You know what I'm talking about. Good that thing was, it's live to tape that, that was, we do that this. That was number twenty five, which is when May twenty fifth is when Double or Nothing is happening. Right. About was, three weeks from now. There was also a, another, uh-huh. um, I guess it Dice something, some company out in in Las Vegas, which, and Ambrose lives in Las Vegas, by the way. Right. Sorry, Moxley lives out in Las Vegas, by this the way. This is going to be a tough transition. Yeah, it's going to be tough. <laughs> it's going to be tough to call him Moxley. We'll have it within six months to a year. Yeah, we'll get it down. But, yeah, he, I mean, it just seems so obvious he's going to go to all the now the question is Will he be a double or nothing Because there have been reports That he's going to take Three to six months off uh, Of wrestling But after I, seeing I don't this know. Will he be at the pay-per-view Honestly Best way to make an impact Best way to make sure Your show is remembered Do it Yeah If Moxley is going to go To All Elite Wrestling Have him show up At Las Vegas Have him show up Surprise Whatever you do with him Have him show up and just mean like you know this guy just left WWE, especially because there have been confirmed reports there is no no compete clause in his contract. He can do it now. Not that there's no compete clause, it's because he let his contract expire. He let it expire, so he's when, free to go wherever he wants. When you are released from a WWE contract, or you ask for your release, and then released, you have the no compete. Then clause. there is the no the ninety day no compete clause because for, because Moxley let his uh, contract expire. He's free to do whatever he wants yep. as soon as he wants. Right, so he can be at the pay-per-view in three weeks if he really wants to. Oh, my God. The the pop he would get. Imagine he comes in and he interrupts Omega and Jericho. You think he would? they would wait for the main event to do that? Maybe. I mean, rem- just do something. Or, like, like, because here's my thing. If Omega wins, have him come out after the match. Have him come out after the match and attack Omega. And just people will lose their effing minds. Do you think maybe he'd have a bigger impact if, let's say, Cody and Dustin and Cody, I think, is obviously going over in this match. Mm-hmm. The brothers have the handshake at the end, the hug. Dustin gives Cody the ring. Lights go out, and then John Moxley attacks Cody Rhodes from behind. Or both of them. Or both of them. You think that would have a bigger impact? Or do you that think that would, would have be- a big impact too? I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. There's a lot of things you could do with Moxley. I mean, I just don't know. The fact is. Not the fact, but it's just speculated. He's going to go to All Elite. Where else is he going to go? Right. Because it, because this is changed. Unless Ring of this, Honor is putting out the checkbook, I think it's pretty obvious. I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. Just, just, this is what... it. People have been wanting change in wrestling. All Elite seems to be offering that. They seem to be offering a more happier environment, a better environment, an environment where you can enjoy wrestling again. And we Can't can, wait for them to sell out the garden. And we can tell that... Ambrose, formerly Dean Ambrose, has been having. We could tell he's it, the character post Shield was not. It's not great. It right, had its he was, moments, he, but it's just it's. It was hard to he watch. He looked miserable on television. Yeah, when the Shield got back together the first time in 2017, when I saw Ambrose just be, he's so excited. He's like you know he was, his promos were impassionate. He was fired up, like because that was the best version of Dean Ambrose was when he was in the Shield. Right. And then all the hokey crap came, and they, the god awful heel run he had, with an amazing turn, 
but a god awful run. But a god awful execution. It was just a nail, final nail in the coffin where Amber was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't yeah, want to be here. For sure. And oh, I, these, it, these it, guys it, seem to be offering something where I can be myself, where I can actually seem to have fun. And they haven't even put on their first show yet. Right. And you said it best, too. Like, an amazing turn on a night where they won the tag titles the same night Roman left to go fight leukemia, and then he turns on Seth Rollins right there. Nobody on earth saw that coming. Maybe you did the second and a half before because you're kind of just like, uh-oh. And then it happened, but... Again, the shock value hit 100%, and after that, they completely flopped with it. The IC title match that they had at TLC was beyond awful, and that's all on the writers on that one, because get, you've seen them have good matches. If they get Moxley, if they get Punk, that's really going to make them... Well, I heard a report that Punk is scheduled to do commentary for an MMA event not too far from Las Vegas. I think it's Long Beach, I want to say. So it's not impossible that he couldn't show up, but very unlikely that Long he's going to be California? there. California? Yeah. How far is that from Las Vegas? Probably like four hours. So if you get on a jet, you can make it. So that's right. what they were saying. Not they impossible, were, but very unlikely. I mean, it's been... He's been referenced. Uh, he was referenced... Uh, well, not referenced, but... Jericho said in an interview recently that Punk would fit naturally with All Elite. Absolutely. And, and he would have more have fun. Would you like we Punk have, as a face or a heel first first out of the gate? He's going to, whether he tries to or not, he's going to be a baby face. Right. Because people would just be excited to see CM Punk back. But Cody's promo recently in the Road to Double or Nothing, responding to Dustin. Right. And for those of you who don't know, Cody Rhodes is going to face his brother, Dustin Rhodes, a.k.a. Goldust. F.K.A. Goldust. Right. At Double or Nothing uh, in a couple of weeks. It's the brother versus brother match. You may continue. So, Cody was saying how, you know, these guys of the Attitude Era pave the way, pave the way. But does that mean it's better? Nope. Does that mean... They, he, gave, they said, gave them a platform. He said... That's about it. Yeah. The, it's like, the women back in the day... With these brawn panty matches, these mud wrestling matches. Shout out to Vince is Russo. That, is that anything better than what the the four women in All In did? Yep. Said one of the matches of the these, night. He's. I can't remember the first thing he said, but the last the first, thing he said. The first well, thing the first he thing. said was, um, or no, he's like, do. You, because he, he was referencing Triple H's comment. He goes, you think some pissant bodybuilder making no DQ matches, flawing the crowd, all that? You think that's better than an Omega versus Okada, um, match. Okada match? That was the first thing he said. At the end, he said, and as great as Rock was with the trail, with the eyebrow raising and all the catchphrases and as electrifying as he was, is it really anything better than Punk just sitting there on that stage? So when you heard that, talking? did you think that there's a possibility that Punk's going to sign with them? For the reference about, of Punk I alone. Know, I don't know about... Because, again, with CM... Anybody can reference CM Punk and they'll think, oh, CM Punk confirmed the wrestling return. Which, by the way, apparently he did. Because if you look closely at that face, you're like, well, it might be. So apparently CM Punk made his return to a wrestling show run by Silas Young of Ring of Honor. The building he made the return in was somewhere where he made it... Where he had, uh, you know, cut his teeth in. Right. Uh, one of the guys in the match, one of his best friends, he trained with. The thing was, punk, we didn't know it was Punk till afterwards. Silas Young kind of confirmed it. He Punk came in with a hoodie and a mask, GTS some guy, and then helped the guy win. Help uh, the, the the other guy right. win. So, and he ran right out. He's wearing a lucha lucha mask. 
Earlier in the day or later on in the day, there was a fan who got a picture with CM Punk, and he's wearing the same hoodie. Right. And also, Apparently, he's been doing this for a long time and now. And also remember, too, Punk has tattoos on his hands. He was wearing gloves when he hit that ring. Yeah, he was. To cover up probably the tattoos. Yeah, and the mask, obviously, to cover up his face. Exactly. So that happened. Apparently, he showed up as a druid in some indie match in 2015. And in an interview with Ariel Hawani, he said, you know, he's like, definitely wouldn't go back to WWE. Definitely would not go back No, he's never going back. He said, like, it's like, I don't know, but to, like, it would probably be like, you wouldn't hear about it. It'd be like some little rinky-dink indie show, something that my buddies are doing, you know, to... To, to quiet the wrestling. He's like, oh, you never said you'd wrestle again. And he said, like, oh, you know, I might pop up back here, here and there again. Right. So apparently he's been doing this for a while. He made it... No one had in the crowd had any idea it was him. Right. Nobody. Even after the GTS, they were just like, oh. It was one person at CM Punk. Right. That's about it. So you got to think. You're someone who was who left and lost passion for wrestling because the company you worked for didn't treat you the way you should have been treated. Right. How you deserve to have been treated as a top guy. As a top guy, you should have been. Right. You have these guys over here who you're friends with. The Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes. You see what they're doing. You know what's going on. You can't not know what's going on. Just because you're out of the business doesn't mean you don't know what's going Social on. Social media nowadays is impossible so to be out of the loop. It's impossible. He's friends with the Young Bucks. He'd have to block everyone on Twitter just to even have a shot and not know what's going on. He's friends with the Young Bucks. I don't think Punk would return to wrestling right away. I don't think he'll show up. For sure, he's not showing up at Double or Nothing. But I'm sure right now in his mind, he's entertaining the idea of potentially going to All Elite Wrestling. Because to me, that is the guy to truly make it competition. If it's not competition enough already. With Jericho. With Jericho. Potentially John Moxley. Right. You get CM Punk. That's game really, on. really game changing. Yep. Really game changing. Yep. But not to make this all about CM Punk. But... It's something to it's, think about. It's something like to you think, said. It is something to think about. Put it this way. When people are going to be watching Double or Nothing, like, again, I don't think he's going to show up at Double or Nothing, but, again, it's something to think about. If he's been doing this at a bunch of indie wrestling events, who's to say he doesn't do it at Double or Nothing to somebody and then takes the mask off and then you hear who's JR go, it's Sam Punk. Who's to say that he can't just show up in the same hoodie, same lucha mask, come in and GTS, like you said, just GTS somebody. I think if you see that, then then he's going to get a pop. Then you're going to hear the CM Punk Slowly chance. takes off the hood. Removes the mask. It's punk. People go nuts. The MGM Grand Arena would come down. Period. That pr- that'd be probably one of the biggest ovations in wrestling history. I mean, if we're scaling over the a- AEW roster right now, it's looking really good. Yeah. I mean, you got Omega and the Bucks and Cody, Hangman Page, Pac, SCU. Uh, who else you got on there? We've got... Uh, Lucha Brothers. Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Phoenix, MJF, Joey Janela. Right. Excuse me. Um, yeah, two librarians. Two librarians. <laughs> yes. Which I'm. I. I think that's going to lead to an intergender. Ta- uh, intergender match. Yeah. Double or nothing. Yeah. To see who will truly be the true right. librarian. And then you forget the women's division too. Brandy Rhodes, Britt Baker, B. Priestley, Nyla Rose, um, uh, Allie. Right. I mean, 
the women's division is looking really good, just as just as strong as the men's division. Yeah. And I am so glad, looking at the awful state of the tag division in WWE, that the Young Bucks did not go. Yeah. Would it change things for the tag division? Maybe, maybe not. But looking at what it right now, I'm so glad they're not there. I'm so glad that they are starting. I'm their sure own they company. would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, they're probably thinking like, "You see what's going on here? Yeah, it's a good thing we're doing this." Yeah. Um. Another thing is, how soon is it going to be until Marty Skrull shows up in AEW? Soon. I'm not saying necessarily double or nothing, but I'd say by fight for the fall, and he's there. Yeah, for sure. It, it's confirmed. I mean, you figure, and listen, we we had an idea that he was going to jump anyway, but we would have thought, all right, at least a small reign with the Ring of Honor world title is deserving. He lost to Matt Taven. Confirmed. Again, but if he's leaving the company, I understand. Right, and, and you shouldn't put the belt on him. It's, again, just because you're deserving doesn't mean that you're going to win it on your way out. And then the NWA championship match at the Crockett Cup, same thing, confirmed again. He's going to AEW. Which I did not see, but I heard... It was good. I heard it was being... I saw bits it, and pieces. I heard it was labeled as... Maybe Nick Aldis' best match he's ever had. Yep. They definitely told a story, I'll say that. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say probably by July when they have their event in Jacksonville, he's going to be there. Hmm. I don't think so. I, mean, I would think so is what it might right. be. So before we wrap up, Cody and Dustin, you know, we, we touched on the promo a little bit. I want to get your thoughts on both promos. And really for me, CJ, this is one of the first times that in just two short four or five minute promos... I've never been so invested in a match, ever. And and WWE had the opportunity to do this four years ago at WrestleMania, or five years ago, four years ago, whatever, even though it was Stardust versus Goldust, whatever. But they completely botched it anyway. They had a horrible three-minute match at Fastlane, and that was it. I think we are in for an instant classic, and not necessarily a five-star match, but first bell to the last bell, you're going to see a story, for sure. i just like to say I called this. You did. I would just like to say that I called this. Um, but uh, in all seriousness, no, though, this is this is huge. This is really, really big. Um, I love Dustin's uh, promo in his episode of Road to Double or Nothing. But I loved Cody's just a little bit more. Yeah. Because the response I thought was better because his thing, Cody's thing, the messages he's trying to send is with a lot of people will say the Attitude Era is the best era of wrestling. It was the most successful era for wrestling. Doesn't mean it was the best. the most lucrative. Right. Changed the business. For WWF. The reason the WWF never went out of business. Yes. But that does not mean it was the, the best. wrestling was better. Right. The wrestling, the pure talent of in-ring professional wrestling is vastly so much better than anybody back in the day I would safe to say yes guys like Steve Austin Triple H The Undertaker The Rock all big names Kurt Angle Kurt Angle you know all some of the best wrestlers of you know some of the best wrestlers of all time no doubt about it but the talent we have nowadays and we're looking inside WWE and outside of WWE AJ Styles Kenny Omega Kazuchika Okada Will Ospreay Ricochet Johnny Gargano Aleister Black Tommaso Ciampa John Moxley Seth Rollins if I didn't say Seth Rollins did I say Seth Rollins? It doesn't matter you could say it twice it doesn't matter <laughs> the, the, when you're looking outside of WWE you know Hangman Page The Young Bucks Pentagon Phoenix MJF uh, 
Matt Cross. I was trying to think of his name. Uh, you, you got Colt Cabana. You've got and the women: Tessa Blanchard, Jordan Grace, Britt Baker, uh, Ke- uh, Kylie Ray. You know, these are really, really talented people here. And arguably, because there's been a buzz about independent wrestling and other wrestling outside of WWE that's been really good, but no one's had really a platform to showcase it. AEW has that. Cody's whole point of the promo is wrestling, pro wrestling nowadays, the actual wrestling of it is better now. Is better now than it ever has been. WWE... If you th- when you think what, and I believe and I believe that too that the wrestling now is better than it ever has been. It's hard to think that when you see what WWE is doing. A majority of that is on creative and the company itself, not necessarily the talent. I mean, why else would Chris Jericho, one of the greatest of all time, go to a company like this if he didn't believe? That there's something here. With basically nothing left to prove in the business either. Or Jim Ross. I mean, why would these two absolute legends go to this company if they didn't think there's something here? If these, I mean, just look it all in. Look what they did. That was one of the best wrestling shows I've ever seen. And it's not even a WWE show. It, it was it nobody's was, show. It was technically. Spe- it was special. AEW is special. It's hard to really grasp what they can do without them having their first show. But when you look at all in, if that's a precursor to show what they can do and what they can accomplish, they'll be fine. They'll be more than fine. Right now, their mindset is that they're not competition to WWE. They just want to provide an alternative. That's the perfect mindset to have. You cannot have a mindset thinking, we're going to be better than WWE. You can't have that mindset because... They're going to be the, always going to be the best. You're going to lose that fight 10 times You're out of 10. You're going to lose the fight. Look what happened to TNA. Yeah. They're going to lose. And they it. had the opportunity to compete, and they completely. And when they got in way over their head, they botched it. That's the thing. You, they didn't have the money that WWE has. Right. The Bucks and Cody, with the, with the financial backer of, Coney, of the Tony Khan, the Khan family. They do. They have. They have more. They have more money. They have an opportunity to be viable, viable competition for Vince McMahon why else do you think he's not he is like so scared of letting people go give it two years it'll be competition and I know they're saying they're not going to run any events mania weekend that's great let me know what you really think about that in two years when you're when you're selling out buildings and potentially stadiums because the young bucks are already saying we need to try stadiums so let's see what happens Wrestlemania weekend in two years in Los Angeles let's see I what they try to do I still don't think they'll do it maybe they won't maybe they will but let's see in two years or a year when they're in Los Angeles for Wrestlemania weekend let's nev- see if they try to I do something I know Mania weekend has changed now but you never saw WCW try and run a show the same weekend as no. WWF I'm just saying, if they, if they find themselves to be very successful, let's see if that mindset changes two or three years from now. That's all. Things can always change in wrestling. Right. They might they might stick to their grind, but they might be like, you know what? Maybe instead of everyone going to NXT TakeOver, they're coming to, you know, All In 5, right, at the Staples Center. And let's see who can really sell out better. Or Anyway, but you get my point. But you think again, All but, In can be their WrestleMania? I thought it already was. To be completely honest with you. 
Because we have we had the first all in, then we have double or nothing, which I guess isn't really all in, but kind of is. But you can easily have the all in two, all in three, all in four. You could do it. I don't see why not. It doesn't have to be in September necessarily, or maybe you want to keep it in September. As keep like, it in September because at that point, WWE's like, like writing and creative and, and just programming is just not that good at that point. Also, not to mention is, you know, when you look at other companies, when they have their biggest pay-per-view of the year, you know, you look at Double or Nothing, they're having it at a different time. You know, Bound for Glory is in October with TNA. WCW, when they had Starcade was December. Uh, Ring of Honor, Final Battle, December. WrestleMania, April. Or all May. in Depends. or May or, or March? You mean? Oh, I'm sorry. You know March. Not May. Not bad. Um, you have all in September. Not copying anybody. It's your own style. I think it could work. For sure, it can work. Absolutely. But um, overall, you know, before we wrap up, your thoughts on Cody versus Dustin? What do you expect from this match? What do you expect them to do in the ring? What kind of story do you think they're going to tell? And more importantly, will this be Dustin Rose's last match? Will it be Dustin's last match? I don't think so. I think he's going to be there for a while. Um, for a little bit. Not so you think he's signed a deal with the company to stay there for a while? For a little bit. Okay. Um, what I expect is things get real personal. I kind of see... I don't know why, but I kind of see maybe Dustin leading more towards the heel side than Cody. I agree. Because as great as a heel Cody can be, he like people worship him right now. Right. I feel like Dustin can really tap in and, you know, just the jealousy. Like Well, I think like, you saw that in the first promo and, and after the first promo that's where I was leading. I was like, if we had to pick a heel in this, I think it's Dustin. I don't think so. But just People are just so excited for this match that I think we're just excited for the match in general rather than thinking about who's going to be the heel. And who's do we even have to have a heel in this match? That's what I'm saying, man. I don't think we do. With Ring of Honor in general, and in independent wrestling, who's a heel, who's a babyface anymore? Yeah. It's really hard to decipher. With this, I think it's just we're excited for the match. Right, and Dustin's going to get a pop simply because he's a legend and he's done great things in the business, done some things in the business that you know other people would refuse to do that he did without even a second thought. Mm-hmm. And then you have Cody who just, with the help of many, built this amazing wrestling company, their first show. Of course, he's going to get cheered. Even if he tells the fans to kiss his ass like he did a final battle, we're still going to cheer him. Uh, so yeah, I don't think you need a heel in this match. I really don't because, again, I think the brother versus brother is person enough it's going to tell its own story yeah for sure i mean i love like how he's kind of painted half of his face kind of like a almost like a evil-ish character right like he he kind of looks like darth maul which i love like i think one time when he put the gold gold dust paint on he resembled a little bit like darth maul when it was right. on raw but i'm excited for this me too uh, i think Probably, um, if I had it with the top matches, the one I'm probably most excited for is Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks, Dustin and Cody, and then Omega and Jericho. Not that I'm not excited for Omega and Jericho, but we've right. seen it already. And it is advertised as the main event anyway. So yeah, so which is interesting when you put these three matches together, you pick Kenny and uh, Jericho, which again they'll have a great match, but maybe I would have done things a little differently. 
What would now, you have done? Well, now that I'm seeing it come through, I'm not saying maybe I would have put Dustin and Cody in the main event, but I definitely said, and I said it when we were doing it here, which match do you think is going to main event? I thought it was going to be the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks. Yeah, I mean, it had the potential. The Young Bucks still want tag team wrestling to be prominently featured on right. their, their programming. But either way, I think we're in for a phenomenal show. It's three weeks away. We're counting down almost here. If almost only we here. were there. If only. But one day. One I think day. One day. They'll be in the garden soon enough for sure. How long do you think it'll be before they do a show in the garden? One year. All right. They'll be they'll be here next summer, guaranteed. Well, we'll be there. Exactly. So that'll do it for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Apologize for the delay, everyone. We will be back next week. Yes, CJ, we will be back next week. Yay! Um, we'll be talking more Double or Nothing. We are inching closer to the big All Elite Wrestling debut. Talk more about NXT with the episodes that are released. A lot more money in the bank uh, will come up. Um, maybe we'll figure out a way to get these predictions on tape. We'll figure it out. Yeah, sorry guys. I'm I'm going on vacation. I work hard, you know. Exactly. Uh, when are you going away? Next week or uh, the no, week after? I'm going away uh, almost a week. I'll be gone from the 13th of May, and I'll be coming back on the 19th. Okay. So I'm literally coming back when Money in the Bank is airing. Right. See, we're gonna have to figure it out too because I wouldn't be able to do anything that week anyway because of graduations and stuff that I have to be at. But anyway, if anything, we're probably just gonna post our predictions on Twitter. Yep, and social most media. likely. That's what we're gonna have to do. So we'll discuss more Money in the Bank next week. We'll get our final thoughts on the pay per view because it'll be our last one before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else big that's going on or whatever? Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media. CJ likes to give that out, so I'll let him do it. <laughs> CJ underscore twelve fourteen and CJ underscore twelve twelve ninety three for Twitter and Instagram. The Nine Other Wrestling Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Sean, you can plug your own personals. At SM McChesney on Twitter. That's really all I'm going to plug anyway. Keep seeing um, with the polls that we are putting up. You guys were most excited to see Aleister Black, I believe, on SmackDown. AJ Styles on Raw. You guys thought it was a great idea for Sasha to win Money in the Bank and turn heel. And also, one of the guys we were talking about before liked our poll most votes we ever had. I think we had like what 372. 372. Dustin Rhodes. Dustin liked our Rhodes poll. liked our post. We didn't even tag him. Thank you, Dustin. Which we, is the funniest thing too, because I thought it was a fake account at first, and then I saw the check, and I was check. like, "Verified check." It was his Twitter, and I'm like, "CJ," and it's not a fake this time. I was very happy by that because we've gotten at least five fakes since we started doing this podcast, yeah, and have. for once we didn't get a fake. We got the real deal. Yeah, we got him to like it. So yeah, go follow all of us. You know, go follow those. Social media pages. We'll keep you up to date. We'll put up more polls. That will we keep doing for the rest of the for all of time and space. For all of time and space. Wonderful. For Sean McChesney and CJ Palmasano. See you next week.